Hello, and thank you, friends, for joining me again on You Had Options. Thank you for watching, or listening, or both. Um, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, because that is the only currency that that I need right now from y'all. Uh, on this episode, I have uh, the hard body beefcake, um, Alex Burton, who is in Uvandal. And he also has his new uh, amp company, Burton Audio, which is exploding with popularity and how good his amps are. So hit him up. Um, you can check out Uvandal on Instagram, Uvandal FL. Go find him on Facebook. Give him a like. Go listen to their music. I just want to go back to hell. Is one of one of my top five albums uh, of the past five years. Um, love it. Uh, go check out Burton Audio on Instagram, Burton underscore audio. They're great. Bailey makes the faceplates for, for his amps. It's all awesome. Thank you for listening. Go find us on Instagram at uh, you had options. Again, make sure you subscribe, comment, like. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for How's joining. It it's good. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining me on, on the Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Um, you, you told me that it was uh, your, your uh, friend and bandmate Gucci's weekend, uh, birthday weekend. Yeah, we went down to, uh, to Sanford yesterday to hang out with him. Eric and I did. And uh, it was nice to kind of get out and go someplace new other than the sticks your house yeah yeah exactly mm. so have you been uh in your in your quarantine time with burton audio have you been able to build a whole lot more than you would expect <laughs> yeah i mean i think i've finished uh seven amps during quarantine and like there's an eighth about to be complete damn how long does it take to, uh, to build like uh, a normal like one amp? Um, I, I I guess that depends on like your level of soldering ability. Um, but the the hardest part has been like actually receiving parts. Uh, you like UPS and uh, USPS and FedEx are all running kind of slow now, so right. um, get, getting stuff you need is a uh, is uh, not as easy as it was like at the beginning of the pandemic. But I mean, typically if you're like, if you have everything and you work at it for a little bit, like each night, you can probably bust one out and maybe, I don't know, 20 hours of total time. Damn. Um, so how many, were you making amps before the quarantine? Right. Yeah. I, I had a, I had made a few before 
Um, but I, I dove in pretty hard, Man. like, uh, during, during quarantine, um, there's not much to do and I needed something like outside of the, outside of my normal every day to just kind right. of zone on. For sure. What's, uh, what's the most difficult part of building amps? Because whenever I open up my own amp, I want to like, uh, scream because I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. Yeah. I mean, so like more modern stuff looks way more intimidating than the, uh, than the type of stuff that I'm building. Um, but I would say the, the most frustrating or hard part would probably be when you, when you think it's completed and you turn the power on and like nothing happens, right? Trying to go back and troubleshoot where you missed a wire or like did something incorrectly is, um, by far the, most frustrating part of the whole thing right are you uh are you making up cool names for for your models like i don't know thunderfuck or something <laughs> no but i should i should probably use that one yeah. now you can have i'll give you i'll give you that one for free yeah license that to me yeah um yeah so pretty much everything i built has just been a clone of something else so mainly uh like fender and marshall okay. amps i did a vox clone uh, one, um, I don't know. It's pretty, uh, like JC mate hundreds are relatively uh, easy to build and they're liked by everybody. And like, there's some fender circuits that like a champ or a, a tweed deluxe that are like pretty universal. Everybody likes. Yeah. Are you going to switch, uh, for when you're playing live, are you going to switch to your own amps or are you going to use what you, what you got? All right. Yeah. So, I actually built Eric and Gooch. Well, I built the band two JCM 800 clones. Um, and we're going to attempt to like use them when we play live and see, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, that's scary. Hey, it is. It, I mean, yeah, like they're all handmade. And like the thing that worries me the most is being like fragile right. and getting uh, like a connection coming loose, like in transportation or something Yeah, compared to like, I don't know the maces and stuff that we normally use that are like fully QC'd and like yeah. built to last. These are like literally handmade, right? Uh, and could catch on fire at any time. But we, <laughs> I, I got two eight hundreds ready to go. We're just like, if shows ever happen again, or if we ever get together as a band to do live stuff, like we're gonna, we're gonna give it a give it a go and see what happens. Yeah, that's sick. Wait, uh. And for for the dummies that don't know, you're you play guitar and you vandal. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, uh, were you guys recording a record or in in the process of it? Yeah, we actually um, we're almost at the finish line with a new with a new full length. Ooh. Everything's tracked, and we have some time booked, like on the twenty eighth and 29th of this month, actually, to go to the studio for like some final mix sessions. Yeah. We we tracked everything like here at like my house and like in the home studio. Kind of we started in January so like before the pandemic, but we did them in batches. So Scott our drummer would come down from wherever he lives, Atlanta or yeah. Athens or somewhere in that area, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Uh he, so he would come down like every couple months and we'd work on another batch of songs and we finally got everything everything tracked and we dropped them off at the, well, we've kind of had an ordeal with getting this thing mixed and mastered, but yeah. 
we uh we went to like the guy who we ultimately we went to the guy who made the last two records for us and he's working on it now so we've heard some test mixes and everything sounds like in the ballpark of where we want so we're getting getting happy that it's going to be going to be finished nice soon. man I, the people the people who need it <laughs> i don't know if that's the, true by but... the people i mean me me and robert we need it <laughs> it's uh, like it's definitely coming yeah. uh and well i don't i i heard that it's not getting released until like june or july but uh we're supposed to try to have it done yeah and submitted in february yeah well um and you're in gain or you're in the, the sticks of gainesville right now right that's, yeah pretty much i live I live south of Gainesville, uh, between like Ocala and Gainesville. Okay. In the middle of nowhere. Have you always been in the Gainesville area, like growing up? Yeah, like I, uh, I mean, yeah, I grew up pretty much in the same town that I currently live in, yeah. and it's about the same distance for me to go to Gainesville as it is to, to go to Ocala. So growing up, I always uh, <clears throat> like would go to. Uh, in high school, like the bar was 1982 that everyone went to go see shows at or play at. Yeah. And that was in Gainesville. So um, o- Ocala had more of a hardcore scene going on and Gainesville had more of like the everything else. Yeah. Um, so were you in like, I I think we had talked before. I think we talked about hardcore. Maybe uh, you're, you're big into hardcore, right? Or I, I would say I used to be used more to so be. than I am, but like I, I did grow up uh, like into hardcore. I went to I went to school in Tampa, um, so like Tampa was also a big like hardcore town. And seeing shows at like six eighty eight skate park and transitions, yeah. like I was doing in my college years, right? That was like primarily all hardcore bands. Were you playing in hardcore bands back then? Yeah, I played in a couple over the years. Um, they never really went anywhere. Yeah. Hmm. We would like do shows like regionally in the Southeast, but nothing like nothing more than that. Hmm. Yeah. I remember, um, going to hardcore shows in like a uh, Pensacola and uh, that was always the around here. At least that was the place to go for, for hardcore shows. A lot of bridge nine bands uh, came down and played in, um, Pensacola. Um, yeah, that's the same for me, like high school years and early college years. But then I just kind of fell out of listening to it for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I went to see, uh, I guess one of my favorite like live hardcore bands to see was Terror. Yeah. And I went and saw Terror a few years ago. And although they were like really good live, I was just kind of like, <laughs> glad I don't, I'm glad I don't go to these shows anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it was a because Comeback Kid played Fest two years ago, I think. Yeah, they're playing again next year too. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's that's a band I wouldn't have expected on on Fest. Uh, Well, they kind of have a, uh, I mean, they have a like, I don't know, slightly more upbeat for sure. Yeah, except than some of these chuggy hardcore bands, and some of their members are also in like you know, other bands that, uh, like play fest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I remember that was one of my, my big bands growing up. Um, wake the dead, all that good shit. 
Uh, I, I remember I saw them in Ocala probably 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, before they were, before they were popular. Yeah. When, um, yeah. Cause they, they're ye- old singer. I remember we had, uh, I had a, a Hellfest DVD or some, some festival like that. And I think the, we all had the Hellfest DVD. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it was Hellfest where it was comeback kid playing and their singer was like running on people's heads, uh, through the crowd. And I was like, Oh, that's so fucking cool. But Did you um, have, yeah, do you have the Hellfest DVD with the locust playing? I think so. I, I can't remember if I'm misremembering, but I've seen, I've seen those videos. Of, it sticks out to me as the like the craziest thing I've ever like seen that uh on yeah. the live show still to this day. Yeah. The lo- I tried to get into into the locust, but it's so it's so weird that you know I don't know the weird uh I don't know what you would even call that, just noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I- uh, agreed like i i remember seeing that dvd back in the day and like listening to it and just thinking this is nonsense and then like 20 years later actively trying to go and listen to the locust to see if maybe like i was missing something back then yeah and i still, I still didn't figure it out yeah <laughs> me either man uh <laughs> do you um do you follow uh god city music stuff the converge guy um i've watched a few of uh like the YouTube videos about God City recordings. He kind of, I don't know, the stuff you're doing with making your own amps, it kind of reminded me of, of him where he makes like, like his, his own, own pedals. pedals. Yeah, yeah. Makes his own pedals and stuff. And um, I think he made his own guitar. I can't remember. But um, are you going to get into making pedals or are you just focused on uh, amps right now? Well, it actually started like with making pedals. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend at the time bought me some like uh, these. The company is called Build Your Own Clone, mm. and it's like just a kit. So it comes with like literally everything you need to yeah. like assemble the uh, the pedal. And they're really great to like get into it and like learn how to solder and like perfect your like like get your chops up with this like putting them together. Because literally anyone that has a soldering iron and like willing to like try can make it like a fully functional guitar pedal that sounds like pretty good. Yeah. Um, and she got a few of those for me. And then after that I was hooked and then uh, I, I, I built, I don't know, probably 20 pedals. And since then, and then I moved to, I was like, Oh, I'm going to f- make pickups. And I figured out how to make guitar pickups. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember you winding, seeing videos of you winding pickups. Yeah. And like a lot of them turned out really well. Uh, and then uh, like to me, like amp, I always think like always thought tube amps were like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to put, you know, pickups down and just go for tube amps. They're like a lot more intimidating, but you know, I just went for it and figured it out. Oh yeah. Luckily mm. there's two, uh, there's two guys in Gainesville that build custom amps and they've been doing it for a long time. And, and one of those two guys has pretty much been like a mentor through the whole learning process for me. Who, uh, which, who's that? His name's uh, Tim and his company is called organ donor amps. Yeah. And you can find him on reverb, but what he primarily does is he like, uh, scavenges like old Wurlitzer organ 
like components or Hammond working components. And then he uses like the transformers from those, but builds modern like fender designs inside of them. Yeah. Uh, and he puts out some pretty sweet stuff. Sure. He, d- he does like one off brand new builds too. Like you can hire him to, to make whatever, but he primarily like does a lot of like retrofitting of, of vintage stuff into something else. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and doesn't, uh, the James from against me, he's making pedals now. He does like, uh, and they seem to be, uh, some pretty badass stuff. I heard like a, a demo of like a clone clone that he made and I thought it sounded very good. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, what are your thoughts on aluminum guitars? <laughs> I, I mean, I would like to have one. Yeah. I, I've never, I've never like uh, played one or touched one, but I'd be very curious. Yeah, there's this. Um, <clears throat> I don't they seem to be popular these days. Yeah, I don't know if you know this company, Electrical Guitar Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I follow them on on Instagram, and uh, they used to be in Pensacola. I don't know if they're still there. Uh, but yeah, I think. I think my next big purchase would be trying to get one of those, one of their bases. Um, oh, they make aluminum neck bases too? Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. How heavy? How? I, mean, I guess aluminum's light, yeah. but I wonder if it's more if it weighs more than like a conventional wooden neck. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I think... Uh, I don't know if you can like, I don't know what the return process is. And I know those are like the cheapest ones I was seeing was like 2,500 bucks. So we, you have some really nice, like, uh, like music man bases, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you think, you think, a uh, aluminum neck base would be cooler than those? Uh, probably not, but you know how like gear gear is, you know, it's, it's like FOMO. It's, uh, I'm never, you're never sat, you're chasing the dragon. You're never satisfied. Yeah. Story of my life. Or at least I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I got, uh, I'm finally, finally satisfied with like my, my amp and cab because they're just, they're both Mesa. So I'm just like, well, can't do anything, you know, can't do any yeah. better. It's quality. You yeah. Know it's good. So I'm just you like, good. I'm good with that. But yeah. Although I I uh, saw the news headline that Gibson purchased Mesa this week. Really? So, I guess rest in peace, Mesa. Probably. Damn. Wow. Uh, yeah. I wonder. So I wonder what that means. Like, are they just gonna stop making Mesas, or are they gonna? Is Fender gonna produce Mesas now, or? I don't know. Well, I, mean, I think Mesa's still going to produce Mesa. I think Gibson, from what I read, Gibson wanted to acquire Gibson, them yeah. so, so they could like reissue like Gibson amps uh, and have like a company that actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. Like produce them for them. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see if, uh, see if Gibson can survive. Yeah. What's your, uh, uh, before uh, bring in your own head into, uh, into your live, uh, set whenever that comes back around. What was your, uh, give, give me a, a quick rig rundown of what you play through. It's very simple. Yeah. I, 
a triple rectifier that I had, uh, that I actually got as my graduation present from high school. Yeah. Uh, and an orange 412 cab. Nice. And then any, like, I have a bunch of guitars that were all, that all had JB, uh, humbuckers in, in the bridge. So yeah. they pretty much all sounded exactly the same through it. Yeah. And then boosted with like a, a slightly boosted on the front end with the tube screamer. Damn. The old tube screamer and, uh, Mesa trick. Yeah. That's honestly about it. Although like on this new record that we just finished, we did not use the Mesa one time. So really, we were trying to go for new stuff. So we did like the one thing that we always used was that amp. So we like, we went a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's all uh Marshall and orange and amps that I made. So damn primarily Marshall. Yeah. What, uh, do you ever watch like the rig rundown videos of, of, uh, just random people? Yeah, I'm like I'm pretty obsessed with those. Yeah, uh, me too. Like, I kind of lost uh, interest in them during the pandemic. Yeah, where they're not like where you know where they're doing it like over Zoom or whatever. But yeah. those are not quite as cool. But the Brian the Brian Fallon one was pretty awesome. I don't uh, know if I've... the Gaslight guy. Right, I don't know if I saw that one. He talked about like uh, every amp that was used on the 59 sound record he built. Oh, damn. Like he, he's actually, he's one of the bigger like gear nerds that have been on there. Damn. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's one that stands out to me is ACDC, how they have to bring, you know, uh, like backup power because they're going to blow out. Uh, I, or I don't know. I guess the thing about that one is that, all the amps are live. Like all the cabinets are live on stage. Yeah. They, he, he ran like nine full stacks on stage Yeah, and they toured with like 60 plus vintage marshals. Right. And they also had an amp tech on tour with them because like, I guess they ran them so hot and so like loud and for so long that like multiple amps would fry every single night. Yeah. Like that's a just overkill. That's a lot. I guess if you're ACDC, you can just fucking do whatever. I res- I respect the game, but like For that sure. seems a little overkill. Yeah. What do you think about when uh, people are not using cabs like on stage? Um, Ooh, I just I'm, running through the 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 PA. I personally hate that. Yeah, me too. Um, I think like I totally understand why people are doing it, and I totally understand why people are like take using app. Axe effects and Kimpers and things these days because it's just so much easier for like a huge band. But I think like if you're up on stage, like part of a like playing to me is like actually hearing the amp behind you. Yeah. And I feel like you, I feel like it'd be very weird to like get all your sound from either your ears or like uh or the monitors because yeah. you know like playing the shitty venues that our bands play like right. the monitors hardly ever work or. You know, I, I feel like for a band like our size, that's probably an unrealistic goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's even if even if it wasn't, you know, even if you guys had the option to, it would. I don't, I don't, I don't think I would. Like you got, I don't know if. I, I don't know. I, just, I don't like it. It's not natural. 
I mean, like Kempers do sound like uh, yeah, do sound really sweet. Like I've heard, uh, I've heard some good sounding Kempers live. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was looking at a Kemper just for fun. Um, but then I was like, this is too overwhelming for me. This is too much like technology for me to. It's weird. It's weird that like the Kemper like sucks the soul out of like any amp that you want to like suck the soul out of. And then it like somehow reproduces its tone. Like, I don't know, 95% of yeah. the way. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's so much. I just don't understand, you know, of, of the technology, I guess. But, um, mm. yeah, I mean, I don't want to switch away from cabinets, but no, I mean, we might not ever play shows again. So damn it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully with this vaccine, these vaccines coming out, you going to, you got to step up and get it. I'll get, if I, if I get the, uh, the chance to, I don't know. And when, when, uh, non-medical or non-essential people can get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, I, I think I'm ready to just go for it. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever At this point, yeah. Line is, yeah. At this point, what, you know, whatever. I got nothing to lose. I've lost everything already. Not, <laughs> not really. I'm, just, I'm, I'm being dramatic. Uh, yeah. yeah, but we, we were supposed to play some shows. I remember like the week after, maybe two weeks after, like when lockdown started back in March. Yeah. We canceled like a, uh, like a, a little run a weekend thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's just weird. Not playing shows. So strange. Like, I, I feel like because like we've been working on a record and recording and like, I've been seeing the guys, like I don't quite miss it as much. Yeah. But- that's true. Now, now that like we're at the point where record's done and we're like talking about like, oh, what are we gonna do with the record? It's like I'm kind of excited to like actually go play these songs, and that like could potentially not happen anytime soon. Yeah, if um, you know, God forbid, you know, vaccine because you said it was coming out. The record is supposed to come out in July or June. June, like Has Eric told me, tentatively. Yeah, tentatively summertime. Yeah, I think they were talking about shooting for June and July. Yeah, would you guys push back if you had to? If COVID was still crazy, I don't know. Uh, we we the last two records that we put out all came out in like the uh, winter time, yeah. and we're pretty and we were pretty uh, like at, we had a plan to get this release in the in the summertime record. So I don't. Hopefully we don't push it back. Mm. Are there a lot of uh, summertime jams on on the record, and that's why you need yeah. a lot of Will Smith songs, type. All songs for the summer, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some very LFO material. LFO, yeah. Uh, Steal my sunshine type stuff is on there. You think I, you think I'm joking? I hope not. I hope you're not joking. Um, we, we we went and we explored all directions on this record. It's good, man. You guys are artists. Uh, how long? I, how long has you Vandal been a band? Uh, a long time. I met Eric on a message board in Gainesville in like 2008. What message board? Yeah, uh, GainesvilleBands.com. 
Damn. Uh, he replied like I, he had moved to he had moved to Gainesville to attend uh, school and yeah. I guess he was just surfing and found found the ad. Damn. So yeah, so you two are the 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 constant members that have been since the beginning, right? Yep. And Gooch has been involved in it for right. for many years, off and on. He uh, we, we played a show in Orlando, and Gooch got kicked uh, by someone in the pit and complained about his hand hurting all night. This was, I don't know, maybe like in 2012. And he played the show, and then the next day he, like, texted us, and he's like, I went to the hospital in the morning, and my hand's broken. Hey. So I'm out of commission for a long time. Uh, and then, then he uh, was like, oh, and by the way, I'm going to go back to school. So uh, then we had some other people, yeah. like, over yeah. the years. But, like, I mean, Gooch is fun, and he's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a great songwriter and, like, has – and has inventive ideas so it's been very nice to have him back yeah. in the band yeah. for the like uh the, i don't know the past couple of years okay so we we're talking about uh you vandal yeah band <laughs> band member changes over the years yeah so um i mean i would consider gooch like uh, a long time member so okay he's, he's he's right up there with eric and i right yeah um it's always uh it's always weird and sometimes difficult, you know, trying to bring a a new person in um cuz it's, it's a weird relationship that you have with you know these uh this group of people um and it doesn't always work out for, you know, sometimes shit just just happens and doesn't mesh for whatever reason. Uh Yeah, definitely. We we got very lucky with with Scott. Oh yeah. Scott's a great drummer. And um he he is one hundred percent a great drummer and he's probably the easiest person on the planet to to get along with. Yeah, he's he seems like a pretty um easygoing easygoing fella. He just like he sits back and is along for the ride pretty much. Yeah. And just fucking slays slays the drums. And like funny like fact about Scott is if he gets into a moving vehicle, he falls asleep within like 30 seconds. <laughs> is it the vibrations? <laughs> if he's not driving, like he just goes to sleep like a little baby. Yeah. It's, it's the vibrations, man. He can't help himself. No. Um, yeah. Uh, I was telling somebody recently about our, our show in, in Dallas at the arts and crafts festival. <laughs> um, uh, would, yeah, it's one of my favorite stories just be of, 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 uh, wacky shows happening. It was a, uh, probably on like the, the second, maybe worst show I've ever played. <laughs> well, this? It, it may be the first worst show I ever played. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It was funny. It was like funny in a, I don't know, in a weird way. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, was it, it was like a fly of the concords type, uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, we, uh, for, for the listeners, we, uh, pulled up to this, 
what we thought was going to be a, a theater because it was called something theater, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. And so we pull up and it's like a, um, a farmer's market type uh, arts and crafts festival in a parking lot. And there's a little stage and there's like a dance troupe going on as we're pulling up. They were really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, no question. They outshine both of our bands. That's true. <laughs> but you know, uh, I remember you guys played, um, first and, uh, yeah, it was, the crowd was what you would think would be at a, uh, farmer's market arts and crafts festival. Um, not, not into it, but I think we should, we, we did the, um, professional thing and we, we muscled through and played some songs. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. We made, made the best of it. Uh, and the, uh, the poor woman who was running the thing or whatever, yeah, we stressed her out. Yeah, I guess didn't uh, understand that we were uh, live, loud rock bands, and um, asking you guys to. I think you you were playing at like uh, a, a half, you know, a point five volume. Yeah, it was so low that like I was able to like talk, talk, hear your strings. Not, yeah, like uh, while while playing a song. No. But the, you know the the rest of that tour was great. That Texas little run that we did. Yeah, yeah the uh, where was it? Houston? That we played across the street from the Ataris. Uh, Dallas. Dallas. That was a great. That was yeah, a really. That fun was show. cool. That was a. Or no, sorry. Uh, no, that wasn't Dallas. Dallas was the Arts and Crafts Festival. Uh, that was in San Antonio. Oh yeah. Okay. And then um, uh, Austin was was cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just miss going to new places and playing. That's because that's the best part, you know. Yeah, it's like a. Uh, yeah, I guess the one thing I do like about like DIY touring is the adventure of like going to places I haven't been before. Yeah, for sure. It so. uh, yeah, and it could be a good show, or it could be weird. Uh, yeah, you just have to, have to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, like the one consistent hobby that I've had since I was in high school. Yeah, so same. Kind of feels weird to like not not do it for basically an entire year. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. That's why I started this podcast because I was just so I needed some outlet, you know, because it didn't have touring and you know we're practicing and uh, we recorded a little bit, um, but yeah. <laughs> Just need something. And then like I travel for work too. So that like that pretty much vanished as well. Yeah. So it's like my one hobby is like being on the road and the and my job is being on the road. So this is like the most I've been home in probably the last four years. Yeah. Damn. I think it'll come back. Like Yeah. It has to. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Like we have projects that are, you know, outside of this regional area that are like coming on for work that they're talking about, like starting to travel again. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 Uh, hopefully when shows come back, you know, I think people are going to be uh, more excited to come out to shows. Hopefully. 
Do you think like we've been talking about that? Uh, I would like, hope so, are, man. Are people gonna come back out? Because I like, I feel like in Gainesville, although everyone thinks it's a huge, like music town, and it, like it does have a like a track record of being a like a good music town. Right. Shows like over the last few years, because like there were so many of them going on every single Friday or Saturday night, they got to be pretty like ill attended. Yeah. Uh, so. We're talking like, are people going to come back out to these? Are they going to feel safe? Or like, the venue is going to stay open? That like have been having trouble right now. We there's no there's no uh, no telling. It's sad to go to Lucy's and like sit outside in one of their five like tables they have set up. Yeah, nice that like people are still going there and they're able to able to stay in business. But it's like sad to see it as like a shell of what it used to be right yeah i mean it's got to be just a matter of time though i don't know yeah eric was saying he was at the the backyard on like friday night and like it's a back for like people that don't know the backyard is an open air like you know bar venue yeah uh, and you would think it would be a prime spot for people wanting to go out but still like try to stay safe yeah and he he said he stopped by there and he said it was dead. Like literally, no one, no one yeah. was there on Friday night. Mm. Wow. They, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. What's uh? I'll try and steer away from the, the bleak uh, COVID COVIDness. What's your uh? What's out of any genre? No, no genre specific thing. But what's your um? What's your favorite um, Gainesville uh, band or music artist out of out of all of them? Oh, I would like or top. I, give, give me give, give me a top three. Top three. Yeah. Uh, like I, I would say probably Less Than Jake's number one. Okay. They were the, actually the first concert I ever went to when I was in uh, seventh grade. Damn. We I s- slept over at a friend's house and somehow his mom drove us up to Gainesville and like dropped three seventh graders off at this venue. And we got ourselves into the show. Hell yeah. Then she came back and picked us up later. And it was, uh, like, uh, I don't know, a crazy. Exp- like they had the guy breathing fire on stage. And I remember the bathrooms overflowed at the venue. So there was like an inch of water on the ground Damn. in, in the crowd. It was just a all around good night. So like, I always have a, like a soft spot for for less than jake yeah and then uh i don't know maybe number two's frameworks uh was a band that was really popular a few years ago that sounds familiar what uh, did they have any big songs or big record um they put out a they put out a record on the last record they put out was on death wish oh okay um but i and i can't think of the name of it I want to say it was called Loom, but that doesn't sound like I'm not sure if that's right. Hmm. They were just really, really good live. Yeah. And uh, I don't know number. There's there's ton there's tons of like local bands that I can't even think of. Think of who they are right now. I mean, I would probably maybe say Hot Water would be. Yeah. An easy third pick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's if, if looking through like the wiki of Gainesville, 
it, like music. It's it's crazy how many bands and obviously you know um, Tom Petty, you know, it's tough to get bigger than him. Um, Have you read that Gainesville like punk rock book? No, I, I've seen it though. It's pretty pretty interesting. I I recommend it. Worth a read. I uh, I mean yeah I guess yeah if you want to get really nerdy about a like some bands you have heard of before and then probably a bunch of bands that like like no one would really know what what do you because Gainesville it's not like it's a metropolitan city what do you think what do you think it is about Gainesville that uh, so many bands um, came out of there I mean I don't know I think it's just like a uh, city that like the feel of it is a lot different than like a lot of cities in florida yeah and um you know i don't know i guess it's like a a pretty transient population because of the of the university but the people that are like actual gainesvillians that that like live there through the summertime periods i i mean i think maybe have nothing to do so they try to start bands yeah like I, I don't really know. It's just a a lot more progressive city than a lot of places in Florida. Yeah, it's put out put out some good music over the years. Yeah. Mm. And then, like I don't know, with the the fest has like really helped. Yeah. That like Gainesville like myth. Yeah, it's crazy how big um, fest is like internationally. Like people coming over from fucking all over the place yeah it's it's like for like um a small like diy band like just getting the opportunity to play fest uh has opened up like so many opportunities to us for sure same like tony like tony weinbender is probably the nicest person on the planet yeah it's a nice dude and like like uh, we've played fest a, t- a bunch of times now and like I've had interactions with Tony and like he's come to shows and we yeah. played his party this year, but like, I didn't like really know him very well, uh, kind of on the front end of that, but he was the type of guy that like literally like memorizes everybody's name and, and knows who you are. Yeah. And like, if he sees you in public, like will go out of his way to like come up and talk to you. Nice. And I think that's, I think like his attitude and the way he treats people has went a long way to like continuing to make fest successful. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it's the little things like that, that, um, separate people, you know? Um, cause he easily could just be like, he could easily be the exact opposite and just be like, you know, um, uh, yeah, too cool for everything. Too cool, everything. you know, whatever. Cause he's, you know, he's done all this cool shit, had, uh, had so many band, cool bands come play, um, interacted with all these cool, huge people. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I probably would be the opposite of Tony if I was in his shoes for sure. <laughs> I would be slick Mike at that point. Oh God. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and I feel like, I feel like we've, we've had a good, uh, conversation, like a, a solid, we're, we're, we're at about 45 minutes here. 
yeah, I mean, however long, however long you want right, to, man, I just let it, there's no cap and there's no minimum. I let it flow. Luckily, luckily so far I haven't had one where it's been like 10 minutes. I've been like, all right, I got to cut this short. Uh, <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the future. Um, Do you have a lot of episodes lined up. I, I've got a lot. Of, uh, it's weird. Somehow, you know, uh, this week, a lot of people have confirmed for this week. So I've got like three or four to do this coming up. Right. Um, Rogan. Yeah, man. I've, I wish, uh, <laughs> that's, that's my goal to become the punk rock Joe Rogan. And I just smoke weed and I just talk to people and just hang out. Um, but yeah, I've got some cool people coming up. Uh, some people you've mentioned in the podcast, in this podcast, coming up. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, but it's cool. I'm excited. Um, do you, do you have any uh, words of wisdom or, or closing statements that that you'd like to uh, get off your chest? Yes, if you haven't watched uh, Ted Lazo yet, make that a priority in your life. Ted Lazo, okay. <laughs> best uh, bit of television I've seen in a long time. Ted Lazo. Okay. It's on Apple Plus. Okay. You you're not the first person to tell me this, uh, so I guess I I guess it's a thing I need to check out. It's a, well, I actually binge watched the entire uh, first season this morning. Okay. This morning. Yeah. How many episodes is it? Ten. Ten. Damn. I was, was kind of hungover this morning, so I didn't have much okay. to do. Right on. <laughs> respect uh well yeah man um I, I i do have a closing tag and it's uh alex you had options but you decided to talk to me and i appreciate it well, it's a pleasure pleasure seeing your face again oh stop maybe it, we man. can do it in real life soon